Okay. Hi. Uh, so um, my name is Carrie Johnston, and I am uh, recording today from the traditional territory of Champaign and Ajac First Nations. And I have a special guest here, Kate, who is one of the owners of Velvet Antler Productions. And she is joining us today from Whitehorse, from uh, the traditional territories of the Ta'an Kuchin Council and Kwanlin Dunn First Nations. Hi, Kate. Hi, Carrie. Uh, so could you just give me a uh, sort of quick summary of what your business model was prior to this pandemic. Okay, well, we are a dance-based entertainment company. So we entertain at corporate, private, um, government, all kinds of different community events around town. And um, backing that part of our business, we also do um, dance classes, mainly adult dance classes, but we do offer uh, teen stuff here and there. Our focus is on um, like classic Broadway jazz and then morphing that into like heels uh, commercial stuff, which is a lot, uh, it's very popular right now. And our biggest thing is um, uh, having an accessible space, a lot of empowerment for all of our um, female and femme identifying non-binary friends that just want that place to feel confident in their body and feel sexy and feel feminine and know that it's strong and uh, great to do. And how long have you guys been around for? Officially since, uh, well, officially since I got to Whitehorse in 2012, Rebecca Reynolds, who's my business partner and a good friend of ours, and um, actually Christina Lilly, shout out, who is the artistic director at Northern Lights School of Dance. Um, the three of us did a routine for the Dirty Northerns. Uh, it was the first year they were in, in business in 2012 for New Year's Eve. It was a very, that was the birth of Velvet Antler Productions, but as a business, an operating business with classes, um, officially 2015. So five years. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, we do go way back. We actually share a stage name because you're 24 karat Kate and I was 24 karat Carrie back in the day. Yes, I know. I remember that. <laughs> um, okay. So what have you learned about your sort of traditional business model in the last couple of weeks? Um, we are completely human interaction focused. And that's really what dance is all about. Like you can watch as many dance videos as you want and they feel really great, but that like connection that you get in a live performance, because it, it just isn't there when there aren't people and you can't do that through the screen. That's like when you're performing, there's a conversation going on between what you are doing and what the audience is seeing. When you're teaching, there's a conversation of learning going on or there's a give and take, like, all of that is so human interaction. And it's not that we haven't been able to progress or find some ways to, to work around that, but that's what our business, our business is based on humans together. Mm. And what have you learned about your customer? Um, our customer is very loyal. Our customers, um, love being a part of Velvet Antlers. They love coming to dance classes. They just want to move and feel good. I've had several people reach out about how their life just isn't the same right now because they don't have that space that they had before. Um, just, <laughs> I feel emotional. They're very, like, 
really good people. They're really good people who want to be a part of something and want to support us and feel supported in themselves and know that they have somewhere where they can, like I said earlier, like just be comfortable in their skin, uh, enjoy their femininity, their sexuality, their bodies. And I mean, it is predominantly women and just be in that space with other women and yeah that's what I've learned <laughs> and I miss them all <laughs> yeah there is that we, we do I think we all are really just feeling that pang of um, human connection and those things that we get when we share in dance or ritual or togetherness you know that mm -hmm. that it's those are irreplaceable bonds yeah yeah mm -hmm been dancing for 30 no how many 33 34 years a long time and it's always been my tribe so like as a kid no i can't i have dance i was like oh, what you said all the no i can't i have dance no i can't i have dance and it's like a joke but it's it's the reality and i used to call there were my my friends and then there were my school friends like my, my friends, people who identified with my tribe, my tribe was my people at dance and VA became my new tribe. I didn't really think of it like that till it was gone, I guess. But it's not really gone. You're transforming no. a little bit, right? Like yes, we're, we're trying. We are trying. <laughs> <laughs> so as a business owner, what are sort of some of the wellness practices that you've brought into your life over the past weeks or, or emphasized more in your life? Um, for me, I definitely need to stay, stay active and keep moving. Um, I hate the gym. I'm a dancer and we <laughs> don't go to the gym. <laughs> okay. That's not fair. A lot of dancers go to the gym. I don't. Um, but getting out for a walk every day, breathe the air, be in the sunshine or at least through the cloud sunshine so that you can, I can kind of reset, um, that very much helps that just that moving um i try to do a stretch series every day kind of whenever i'm not great which is strange because i've always been someone who has a steady routine i haven't quite got myself into a, a consistent routine of things i kind of just have been haphazardly doing things as i as i want to which has actually felt really good that's been a nice way for me to like cope there's no pressure that way to to stick to a schedule or to produce something when I kind of feel like my emotions are up and down. So um, allowing myself the space to, you know, selfishly do what I want when I want um, has been really good. <laughs> intuitive living. Yeah, yeah that's a nice way to put it. Intuitive living. I like that. Well, I mean, as a dancer, you're one to teach us about sort of that intuitive flow that, you know, embracing how our body feels and expressing that in yeah. know, many ways. Mm -hmm. um, sort of in this age of uncertainty, what are some of the key things that you're thinking about in, in your business model and how you're thinking about your business and, and growth in a period of time like this when it feels very restrictive? Yeah. Um, with with our, our business type, it is kind of like um it how much dead air on an interview this is the worst 
It's just Zoom. It is just Zoom. Okay, Whew, we're okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, looking for it, I, let me just gather my thoughts, Carrie, sorry. That's fine. We, uh, I'm trying to find ways that I can expand or not really expand because I'm quite happy with the, the size that my small business happens to be. There was never a hope to get bigger. Um, my hope was to get better, to take what we're doing and the classes that we have and to just keep improving and keep getting the word out there. So right now, the best thing I can do is communicate that we exist and that we're here and that um, we want people to be involved and find ways to keep that happening. Um, it has been a, a dream of mine and Becky's to try and be in the communities more and to reach out to the communities more. And now that I am kind of forced to learn how to do virtual classes and use Zoom and do all these things, it's prompted me to think, well, what if I just, is there a way that when we get back to class that I can keep doing Zoom and then somebody in Old Crow can dance with us? Somebody in Faro can dance with us. Somebody in Hanks Junction can dance with us. You know, and that is the point. That was like the point of our business, the, like the, the intention, you know. Someone used the term spirit and intent with me the other day and it really kind of stuck with me. The spirit and intent of Velvet Antlers was accessibility. Anyone can do this, it's, you know. So this might be an opportunity for me to make my business more accessible than it was. And we've had, uh, I mean, we've had Miss Becky uh, teaching here in Dakota Hange Junction a long time ago. She did a, mm -hmm. a SAS class for us and and taught some ballet classes for our youth. And uh, yeah, I think I you're so. right. Like, there's no um, better way to connect with people than physically. Uh, but uh, moving forward with with creating opportunities to to bridge some of those distances that we feel in the Yukon all the time, mm -hmm. um, you know, and is, is phenomenal. And your little video classes that you've been putting out are great. And, you know, I am the least coordinated person in the world, but it's been super fun to push myself and push a boundary that I'm not, uh, you know, it isn't normally for me, but it's been fun. That's really great to hear. We've, uh, we've seen, I've seen quite a, quite a few videos now of people who have like taught themselves a routine and put themselves out there and posted it to share and, and to still be connected. And it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. So. Fantastic. So just in sort of closing, is there a song, a book, a podcast, uh, anything that you'd recommend that people think about in a time like this, something that's giving you the um, inspiration? I find myself listening to a lot of Nina Simone the last few days and uh, not one particular song I'd say, but just like a catalog. I have a lot of albums, <laughs> catalog of her music. I find it very, it's um, comfortably comforting. It's full of love, but very uh, political, very revolutionary feeling. I mean, we're talking civil rights era that kind of <laughs> push in your, in, in your, uh, in, in her sound. So it's making me feel um, positive and uplifted, but it kind of puts a little fire in your gut too, which I think helps spur change and growth. And for me, that's been kind of my go-to soundtrack the last few days. Cool. Thanks, Keith. Thank you, Carrie.
Bye. Bye.